0: Our friends on the left in North Carolina politics, they really don't understand the idea here that is being expressed to them in no uncertain terms. Today, it was via the conduit of Trisha Cotham, state representative from Mecklenburg County, who flipped her party affiliation. She is now not going to be a Democrat. She's going to be a Republican. And this then gives the Republican House leadership a, quote, a supermajority. By the numbers. Now, I don't believe that they're in any different position now than they were. I really don't. I don't think Trisha Coffin and I know Trisha Coffin to some degree. Very limited, but I don't. And, but and, and I've I've watched her rise to uh, uh, to office. I was a reporter at the time when she first got elected and appointed to that seat and then elected to the seat And uh, and so I've interviewed her before. I've watched her career. I don't. uh, And I've heard her on WBT when she would do election coverage and stuff. She doesn't strike me as the kind of person that is going to flip her votes based on her party affiliation. In fact, that's why she says she's leaving the Democratic Party is because she doesn't want to have to vote in line with what Roy Cooper tells her to. She wants to be able to vote her conscience. You know, is she's going to have that kind of flexibility and freedom over on the Republican side of the aisle I suspect so I suspect so you know why because they're going to want to they're going to want to protect her they're going to want to make it easy for her they're going to want to make her happy they don't want her expressing regret publicly and saying oh what have I done I've made a mistake like you know they don't want that to happen and so they're going to be accommodating for her But I think they also recognize that by having this one person now, this extra R on the column, it now gives some breathing room for some of the other Democrats who may want to also join with the Republicans and override a veto or work on some legislation. And I think they see benefit in that. But House Speaker Tim Moore said at the very beginning, when they fell one vote short of a a supermajority, and he said we'll have a working supermajority. That's how he viewed it, in that... There's always going to be some issue that comes down the pike where they're going to be able to peel away a Democrat here or there, as they did with the anti-rioting bill, right? But the, the, the Democratic Party in North Carolina has been captured by this far-left progressive Moonbat Brigade. People think Roy Cooper is some sort of a moderate, but you look at the way he has governed, the things he vetoes, the arguments he makes. He is not, Trisha Cotham is. Trisha Cotham is an actual moderate because she actually believes in some things that do not fall within the parameters of the far left Moonbat Brigade. But these folks on the left, they really they really don't understand the idea that that they're not likable for many reasons. One of which is, you know, the spittle that flies onto other people's face when they're attempting to, quote, persuade them. On various issues, right? the the dressing up as female genitalia when going to a protest—it's not endearing to a lot of people, right? The 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 desire to have drag queens strip in front of your seven-year-old child—it's it, these are not things that win you friends among much of the the population. Being a fan of America, flying a U.S. flag. Right. That that is not something that should that should prompt rage among your friends. And if it is, you probably need some new friends. Cause America's pretty good. America is pretty, pretty, pretty good. To quote Larry David. That's not to say it's perfect. It's not to say it's always been great and it's always been fantastic for everybody. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying America's pretty good. You can be proud of America. You can. And you shouldn't be attacking your fellow Democrats when they display the American flag. Which, by the way, Trisha Cotham says this was one of the uh, this was one of the issues for her. So we've got some audio from the press conference. But here, let me read this real quick. This is a series of tweets from some person named Casey Stegman, who writes stuff, and he works in tech, and uh, he has his pronouns in his profile, so you know he's not uh, anything except a ridiculous person. So. Uh, Casey says, notice how none of the Republicans are touting their better policy proposals as being better. Uh, yeah, they they are. I mean, they always do. Republicans are always touting their policy proposals as better. He says they're just demonizing Democrats. That's the tell. So it's actually not the tell. They're pointing out that Democrats are nasty, vicious people towards those that disagree with them on policy, much like he's doing right here speaking of tells, right? He says, oh, it's never our anti-choice and restrictive policies are better. It's always the Democrats are mean. Well, it's actually both. It's actually both. Republicans point out that their policies are better for different reasons. And the fact that you don't understand these arguments, well, that's a you problem, Casey. That's a you problem. Republicans explain their positions on these things. You just pretend that they don't, or... It creates such cognitive dissonance in your brain that you cannot understand that the words are coming out of their mouth in a certain formulation that causes the dissonance in the first place. I don't know. I understand your arguments. I hear you when you make them. And then when I respond to with a different argument, you seem to think that I'm not actually making an argument. When in fact, mine is a logical one and yours is not. But also, yes, that's not to negate the fact that Democrats are me. OK, it's not an either or. See, but once again, this is a, a standard tactic of the left, which is the false dichotomy. It's a false choice. You know, oh, it's only this or that. Right. And the one that they want you to decide, the one they want you to pick is what they believe. And so they make that the good choice and they give you only a bad choice in the alternative. So that's a false dichotomy. It's 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 a bad faith rhetorical device. You either want every child to die or you're with me and you want to lock down the schools. Sound familiar? You either want all of the old people to die or you're with me and you'll wear the mask. Right? False choice. False dichotomy. All right, let me get to this uh, second audio clip. This is Trisha Coffin at her press conference in Raleigh today.
1: I have always been a free thinker, a woman of faith person of independent judgment and of common sense. I have always tried to work across the aisle from day one, and I'm proud of that work, because that means we are working together as statesmen and stateswomen. Unfortunately, that is talk in the Democratic Party that that's a good thing, but there is little action when it comes to that.
0: All right. So, you know, she's run afoul of the Democrat Party Church of Wokeism because she said statesmen and stateswomen, which would indicate, right, that there are two sexes. (laughs) You can't say that. No wonder she didn't fit in anymore.
1: And if I do that, I was considered a traitor, I was told. A spy. Please don't come to caucus. You'll tell everything we know. That is a terrible mentality. Mm. And that's just wrong of what's happening In politics.
0: So do you think that that goes beyond just name calling? What she just described there. For all of the the leftists uh, on social media today bashing her and saying, oh, she got her feelings hurt and so she quit. That's no reason to quit. She's terrible. She's a liar. She's deceitful, deceptive. Is it possible that what she's describing right there is more than just simply name calling of, you know, calling her a traitor or a spy? What are they telling her? They're saying, don't caucus with us. That goes beyond calling her names. And you know why they call her the names of a a spy and traitor? You know why they were calling her that? Because she got a chairmanship. Yeah. Because the Speaker of the House, knowing that he could work with her as a Democrat and wanting to, you know, inoculate himself from charges of being, you know, only about the Republicans and partisan, right? You get, okay, well... She's a former CMS Teacher of the Year, Assistant Principal at East Mech. Let's put her as a co-chair on the Education Committee. And for that, they said, don't come to our caucus meetings. They don't even want to talk to her. That is beyond name-calling. That is systemic dumbassery inside the, the Democrat
1: Party. I've suffered many attacks since I've been up here. From Democrats in the party, from blasting me on Twitter to calling me names, to going after my family, going after my children, that is wrong. And I will not stand for that. I will not be bullied by them, and I will protect my children and my family.
0: All right, I think that goes beyond name-calling as well. She did mention some name-calling there and some insults, but she says, you know, they went after my kids. All bets are off, you idiots. Seriously, you go after her kids? What did they do? How dare you be born to this person that I disagree with on policy? (laughs) Like, you hear yourselves? You're not nice. (laughs) My goodness. Consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. Yes, the uh, the chair here is from Brian Anderson, formerly of the AP. He's now writing his own uh, newsletter on the Substack. Are the remaining 48 Democrats going to remain in the party in the North Carolina Democratic Party in the House? Chair Anderson Clayton is hopeful, but adds, quote, I want people to out themselves now so we know what we're going to be up against in 2024. <laughs> this is right. Galaxy brain stuff. Exactly. Look, this, hey, this is what Carrie Lake did in Arizona. Remember? Right before the election, she was like, if you voted for John McCain, I don't want your vote. Like, oh, God, that's so stupid. Why would you say that? Don't say that. <laughs> you, you you, want their votes. You want everybody's votes. You don't care what everyone's politics is when they vote for you. You just want them to vote for you. So you have the votes. So you win the votes. So you win the election. And then you get to govern. That's how that works. That's the point. Oh, my goodness. All right. So I have audio. Trisha Cotham. State representative from Mecklenburg County did a press conference today. She's flipping from Democrat to Republican. And, oh, my gosh, the left is big mad today. Here is uh, Cotham. I've got uh, three more of these cuts, uh, about a minute and a half here.
1: One of the absolute worst moments, which was a deal breaker, a turning point for me, was when I was criticized for using the American flag and the praying hands emoji on all my social media platforms. And even on the back of different vehicles that I have. I really could not believe that was the conversation that was happening
0: (laughs) at that time. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You wait, hang on a second. You don't Is it because you thought that people were not that petty on the left, or that stupid, or silly, or immature? Or of course they are. Think about this. You've got people, I mean, I understand, like, if you kind of bow out of politics for a little while, which she did, right? She got, she got, and she got long COVID. She was sick for a while. So she probably wasn't fully engaged. And then she kind of comes back and, and she is greeted by, greeted with attacks against her because she has praying hands and an American flag emoji in her profiles on Facebook and Twitter. And you can't have that. Um, Excuse me, you're a Democrat. You are not allowed to love this country or pray. (laughs) I'm not sure what clearer picture you need that the party has moved beyond where you are. She's She's describing herself as a moderate but a blue dog Democrat, right? That's what she's describing, not a yellow dog, one who will vote for a yellow dog if it's a Democrat, but a blue dog Democrat, sort of a Heath Shuler kind of a Democrat the The kinds of Democrats that you know, Democrats say they 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 want to win over. Democrats that the chair, the new chair of the state Democratic Party, the woman with two last names Anderson Clayton, the twenty five year old, you know, sippy cup toting new leader of the Democrat Party in the state. She's running around the state talking about how she's going to get all these rural voters to come back to the democrat party and that's where they really need to focus their efforts. Uh pray tell, how are you going to get them? How are you going to get them? You're just going to hand out juice boxes for everybody? What's the plan here, kid? Because like I think you have to appeal to some of their, you know, political preferences. Things like patriotism, things like prayer. The very things that got Trisha Coffum criticized. For having emojis these are just the little cartoons that you put on your avatar on your profile page and she's getting guff from fellow democrats about it and you think you're going to make a play for the rural voters
1: pass the popcorn at that time and i was deeply offended um i am proud to be an american i am proud of our country i'm proud of the men and women in my family who have served To say that that is wrong and not to be able to show off a flag because the others hijack it for something else. Why are we at this place in politics? That is really unacceptable and needs to change.
0: I I agree. If, if, If you are adopting a position that you cannot fly the American flag because your opponents are flying the American flag that's a you problem we are all americans that flag is just as much a flag for you as it is for me and anybody else as americans it's our flag and if you're going to say i can't fly that flag because you're flying that flag well then you are opting out you're opting out not me
1: that's a you problem And needs to change i want to be a part of that change agent for the greater good of our state, for the greater good of all the public servants behind me, and all back there. I firmly believe that it is my responsibility as a legislator to learn everything I can, to ask questions, to hear perspectives before deciding how to vote. When did Democrats become so afraid of independent thought? Because they're definitely not encouraging it at all. Perhaps they don't like what they can't control. Mm. It became very clear to me this was about control on day one at the legislature. They picked the wrong chick.
0: Oh, they picked the wrong chick. (laughs) There you go. Which is why I think that the GOP is going to give her a lot of room to run. And they're not going to go after her. When she votes against certain items on their agenda. I think she's going to be in sort of a, a rarefied space. So good for her. All right. So we're going over this uh, defection. Trisha Cotham, state representative, Democrat from Mecklenburg County. She uh, uh, made it official this morning. She's now a Republican uh, joining with the GOP and giving them a super majority. I am under no illusion that her policy preferences have changed, though. I don't think she's going to sign on to an abortion ban. I don't think she's going to sign on to, uh, you know, completely dismantling K-12 education. Like, I, I just don't I don't think she changes her position on these things. But I think she has more room to disagree with leadership inside the GOP than she does inside the Democratic Party. And she's going to be treated better over there than what she describes as she's been treated in the Democrat Party since she won. And this has been since she won. That's what she's describing. This stuff has been occurring just over the last three months. Here's some more.
1: They have pushed me out. They have made it very clear from the day I filed back in March of last year that they did not want me and tried to do everything they could to defeat me. They have lied on me. Women in the House caucus have said vicious and started vicious rumors that are very hypocritical of other stances that they make, attacking me on Twitter, in person to my face, attacking my mother, and saying something to my boys. That is wrong and hypocritical. Some have sent threatening messages to me. Interest groups and lobbying groups that are aligned with the Democrat Party have directly sent messages to my 12 year old son. And that needs to stop. And it's not just been one time. One of the worst moments. All
0: right. So, are you aware of a single instance where somebody on the right has done something like that, something similar to go after or send messages to a lawmaker's 12 year old son? I'm not. Although I'm not aware of another instance like this either on the Democrat side. I mean, this is, but honestly, like over the last three months, I have some firsthand experience with this kind of insanity right the now former lobbyist for the ACLU they're like democrats like th- this is an intervention moment for you you have some insane people in in positions that should be you know serious positions and they are driving normies away they're driving normal people away because you allow their insanity to set the agenda. Don't and look, don't take my advice. Perfectly fine by me. Don't take my advice. You can't trust me. Because I have a I, I got different policy aims than you do. I'm a limited government guy. So you don't you're not gonna want to trust me on this. But if you did trust me, you probably would benefit. You need to you need to flush out some of the insane people. <laughs> and uh look, i you know. I would much rather have these arguments from a rational perspective and have the debate over the policy. But when you've got shock troops, this army of moon bats that attack people as they do, and you guys just kind of use them for that purpose, then, then no, I'm not going to take any of what you say seriously. I don't think anything that you're arguing is in good faith, and I don't care what your policy prescriptions are. It doesn't matter to me because all you're interested in is attacking
1: and it's not just in one time one of the worst moments was when I took my little boy to target and you know you go to target it inspires you you see what you might need to buy you never know and so we were exploring different things looking at RC cars and nerf guns and out of nowhere a woman came and she cussed me out up and down screaming at me trying to remain composure in that moment, but most importantly, protecting my son, my baby. And for him to have to witness that and see how a grown woman would act and try to even explain it was wrong. But children teach us the best lessons, and they really help us in moments like this. Because my son used my iPad and wrote me the sweetest note. I don't even know how to write notes on my iPad. (laughs) I'm sure he can teach me, but just encouraging me. He recognized this and said how wrong it was. Those are just a few events. Go on Twitter right now, see all the threats against me, see the hypocrisy, see the, the attack lines inciting, encouraging violence on me that's what's happening it's all over right now so they can keep bullying me people say does it bother you it bothers me that they're hypocritical yes this is not the place for in politics this doesn't help women in politics because they have a tendency even though they say they're the party of women they certainly will slice and dice you in a second with malicious vicious untrue rumors and do not celebrate your success and these women behind me from day one, we have become very close. These are my girls, as I like to say, but I am lucky now to be a part of a real group of men and women who believe in me. I'm not a politician, I'm no longer a Democrat, but I remain a public servant. That is what I am called to do. The party that best represents me and my principles and what's best for North Carolina is the Republican Party. It's an honor to be here today. I thank you all so very much. Glad to be on the team.
0: Glad to be on the team, she says. All right, so that's the party that best represents her. Does that, Does that mean that she's going to be voting for every single Republican item on the agenda? I don't think so. I really don't. Um... Eric Cunningham at electionsdaily.com says Cotham's voting record is liberal, but not extremely liberal. While she has a lifetime F rating from the conservative organization Civitas Action, her scores have tended to be in the mid-20s, and she was seen as one of the three most persuadable Democrats in the House. She has voted with Republican leadership on at least one issue this session, Medicaid expansion. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, Which was what Democrats wanted. So it's not even... that. You can't even count that as a conservative vote, right? Um, on other issues like abortion, Cotham has expressed a willingness to compromise, but in opposition to the most conservative proposals. right? She made some comments a couple years ago, you know, ripping the Republicans for trying to make uh, decisions about her body and all of this. And so that's being thrown up against her. Like, uh, uh, here it is, Andy Specht from... I forget who he's with now. Who is he with now? Is he with the? Is he with W R E L? Let me see. Uh, or is he with? Yeah, he's with W R E L. Oh, that's right. And PolitiFact, too. And uh, he's uh, she accused the GOP of wanting to play doctor, saying my womb and my uterus is not up for your political grab. Uh, Cotham is now telling WBTV that she's open to supporting new abortion restrictions. Okay. Yeah. Well, it depends on what the restrictions are. Because most Americans support some restrictions. That's a moderate position to hold. They're trying to cast her as this, this out of touch right winger and she hid all of this stuff. No, like the, the, these positions are not are, are not at odds. It's just it, the radical position here is the Democrat position, which is abortion on demand until the baby exits the birth canal. That is the radical position. And Cotham has expressed an openness to debating when rights obtain. That's it. An openness to discuss. And that gets her this treatment from WRAL's PolitiFactor. Yeah. All right. Now, given the state of affairs in our country and the world, are you asking yourself whether you're prepared for an emergency? I actually get asked this a lot. My answer? Start at Carolina Readiness Supply. 2,000 square feet of supplies, the full line of Augustin Farms and Mountain House Foods, books, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, camping and hiking supplies. Being prepared is just smart. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing or somewhere in between... Carolina Readiness Supply can help. In Waynesville and online at carolinareadiness.com. Get tickets to the Heritage Life Skills event also. Make a day trip to the mountains and return home fully prepared. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? The email Pete at the Pete Callender Show. I got this message from Dave. Has Trisha Cotham's mom said anything publicly about the switch? I haven't seen it. I would not be surprised if she has said something it's my understanding you know she's not changing her party why would she um no i mean it, it seems like Trisha Cotham, you know what she has outlined so far in this press conference these are um these are her experiences dare i call it her lived truth right you guys are all about individual's experience as truth these this is these have been uh, her experiences since she Announced her run, but more importantly, since she got back to Raleigh. And she knows what Raleigh used to be like when she was up there before. And then she was gone for several years, and now she's back, and things are different. The party has changed. And, well, here's the last clip.
1: I'm certainly not going to be told what color to wear on certain days, I'm not going to be told that my hair is too long. I'm not going to be fashion policed by Democratic women. What? It's extremely hypocritical doing that.
0: Yeah, think about, I mean, just think about that. You got, are these, are these fellow lawmakers? I wish you would name some names here. Are these fellow lawmakers? Are these party officials? Are these campaign gurus or something? Consultant class types? Who's telling her what colors she should wear and whether she needs to cut her hair it's too long and like who's who's saying that stuff and think about what like she's calling it hypocritical what, what does she mean by that it means that, that you are not to tell a woman how she's supposed to dress to be a woman right yet that's exactly what they are telling you they're fake She's calling the Democrat women fake. That's what she's saying. That for all your lip service that you give, you know, about a strong woman and, you know, we're against the patriarchy and all this, you're, you're, you're trying to keep her inside some guardrails on fashion. Who are you to tell her that? My goodness.
1: And it just kept turning. You know, I was appointed a gavel, which was not my first time having a gavel. And instead of that being seen as any rational individual would see, that this could be good, we should be proud. I was shunned. I was called a traitor, you can't trust her, and then a shadow chair placed on me.
0: A shadow chair, a shadow chair placed on her. Which sounds worse than it is because it's a shadow. It doesn't weigh anything. So when it sits upon you, it's like you don't even really notice it. But it is a shadow. But it's a chair. So like the legs of it, if that's blocking. Okay, never mind. You know, a shadow chair. What does that mean? A tail. Yeah, they put a tail on her. They put put a, a member of Democrat leadership to basically shadow her. To, to, to follow her around to make sure that she's not getting too chummy with the Republicans. Yeah, that backfired. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, good good call on that. I mean, think about that. Rather, and she's exactly right, by the way, when she says rather than look at it as any rational person would, that this could be a benefit, right? You, wait a minute. You have a member in your caucus, in the Democrat caucus, you've got a member who just got a gavel to share power on the education committee. You might be able to get some stuff done, to get some bills through. You may be able to have a voice at the table. But no, what do they do? They treat her like a spy and they put a tail on
1: her. Like school choice, like charters.
0: Oh, here's the, yeah, hang on, let me back up a second.
1: On issues like school choice, like charters. We have to evolve. Oh. I believe that the state is changing, especially after what they saw and experienced firsthand in their home with COVID and learning. One size fits all in education is wrong for children. Oh, It might be okay for adults, but I am about children. And so it was very disheartening when the Democrat Party didn't really want to talk about children. They had talking points. From adults and adult organizations, mm-hmm. and so many other issues, not understanding what it really means to have a small business. One thing that is very bothersome to me is trying to be an elitist, to look down on people, to look down on our farmers and agriculture when agribusiness is our number one business in this state, to ridicule. If you don't support me, if you're not along with this, then you are over here and we are done with you.
0: Interesting. So do you think it was the K-12 GovCo monopoly defense system that the Democrats represent? You think that might be the the real root problem here?